Prepare your hearts and minds for your weekly dose of Christian chat with Donna and Regina. Let them know you're listening on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Christian Chat 88. Get ready to keep it real. Hello, and welcome to Christian Chat with Donna and Regina. I'm Donna. And I'm Regina. Let's get ready to chat. Yep, let's get right into it. But before we do that, we have to pray. So if you would bow with us at home, we would love that. Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity to come before your people. God, I pray that all that we say today will bless someone, uplift and encourage. And for people in situations that they need to leave, God, I pray that they really take heed to some of the things we say this evening. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 And as always, we do a scripture that kind of leads into our conversation. So I'm doing one of my favorite scriptures tonight. So we're going to do Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding in all your ways submit to him and he will strain your crooked paths. So Donna, we'll go ahead and get you started with that. So how's that fall into line with our conversation today? Yeah, what you said before about that scripture just fitting into so many places is the truth. Mm -hmm. And tonight it's actually perfect again. We're talking about knowing when it's time to go. So basically, the title of this episode is You Have to Know When It's Time to Go. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And that can be applied to so many things. But, um, You know, a question I raise is why do we stay in places or situations Mm -hmm. long past the expiration date? And I think that there are so many, well, people will have many reasons, I'm sure, for why Mm -hmm. they stay someplace longer than they should. But I'm going to start with a situation, the situation of work, say Mm -hmm. a work environment that's just not healthy. And I was thinking about this because years ago, I worked at a newspaper and the environment had become so unhealthy. There was backbiting and there was a lot of nepotism. And it was just, you know, I was fresh out of college and it was just so negative. And I did not want to be there anymore. And at first I loved my job, everything was great. But after a while, you started seeing some of the things that you hear about as you get older about like corporate America and, you know, just how it's very, you know, just backbiting and just going into my accounts, you know, just things like that. Mm -hmm. And so I was really miserable and I found myself crying on the way to work every day every day that that could not continue and so i really started thinking about what i what am i going to do mm-hmm. i have this car note now when you first get a job out of college sometimes it really is just a job it's not necessarily like you've started your career yet right so i started thinking about well i can't just quit if i quit how am i going to pay these bills that's not a question you have before you get to college you know but once you graduate and now Mm -hmm. you have bills and you're working it's not that easy just to up and quit but 
one thing I did have in my mom was an angel because she saw me every day just miserable. And she knew that I wasn't going to ask for any money or any type of financial help because she knew me. But she also said, you can't keep doing this. You know, I will help you until you get, you know, another job and get on your feet a little bit, but you can't keep going there. Mm -hmm. Because she was just watching my spirit just diminish. It was just, I was pitiful, I must say. When you get in your car and you're crying on the way to work every mm -hmm. day, that's not healthy. And I just couldn't mm -hmm. continue. So I'm glad I had you know, a, a saving grace in my mom like that. And it's very interesting. I did do the two weeks, you know, how you give your um, mm -hmm. two weeks notice. I didn't just up and quit because that's not the type of employee that I was or am. Mm -hmm. But in those two weeks, I told different people, friends of mine, you know, that I was look, going to be looking for a job. And so when I did finally get my two weeks notice on my very last day, I got a phone call from my friend Nikki asking, are you still looking for a job? I said, yes. She said, okay, well, you can interview at my office on Monday. Mm. Isn't that something? As soon as I decided to actually leave, I, I was able to get another position. And it's so interesting. People say, you know, sometimes you have to step out on faith, but you know, that's really easy to do when you have something in place. This time, I really just kind of did it because I had to, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. I just am grateful for her because I was able to go to work, you know, and it, it just, but, but I had to leave. Mm -hmm. I had to leave. Sometimes people stay too long in places where they should not. And it's not healthy. So, Regina, I'll ask you, have you ever stayed someplace too long or in any type of situation longer than you should have? Well, FYI, don't forget, I used to work at the same place you worked at. You used to work at the hospital? No, at the newspaper. I worked there. Remember, we worked together. Yes. I, worked I, I put those things <laughs> in. Uh, you know how you bury, like, traumatic? Yes. <laughs> Yes, we crossed past mind. there. We crossed past there. But you know, this is so funny. This is funny because this is how to tell you how long we've been friends. This was back in the early nineties. Well, we were friends in the eighties, but we actually worked at the same job as well. She forgot. She was traumatized. <laughs> that was one of the starter jobs. Like everybody went through there. Everybody used to work there because it was just one of those kind of things, like a real corporate first time kind of job after you got out of college or. Um, when you get home from college, you kind of everybody kind of went to the same spot. So, but she's not telling. She's telling the truth about that location. It's that's the truth. It was one of those type of people or jobs. Mm -hmm. So, I say you took the job part. I'll take the friendship part. So with friendship, you know, you got to learn how to let go of those two. Um, a lot of times, I could tell about my experience. I didn't do that because I wanted to be loyal to everyone and I wanted to be everybody's friend. So I went through a lot of things I shouldn't have went through. And I chose to do that. So it's not their fault because I chose to stay there. But because of that, that gives you a lot of drama, you know, a lot of drama, trauma and everything else, because you're holding on to something that's supposed to be gone. You know, you got to know where and why people are in your life. 
and know their seasons and know that when it's time to let them go, you need to receive that and let it go and understand that that's the way life works. You know, it's not anything you're doing wrong or anything that um, you're being wrong to that person. But some people are not meant to be there the whole time. Some people are very seasonal. You know, they, they are either like Tom Perry said, the trees, the branches or the roots. You know, and some of these leaves supposed to do what they do. They leave. And we're holding on to leaves and when the branches break, we hold on to the branches, but it's going to be just mostly a couple of roots that you're going to keep your whole duration of your lifetime. And you got to receive that and accept that and understand that's how life works. You, We all go through the same thing. And I believe that God does that because he brings, he brings people in out your life during your lifetime, right? There's some people that you stay close with on a regular basis and some people you just had a, a moment in time. Like a chapter in your in your book that you was with this person, you will rock with them for like day in and day out. And then that chapter is over and y'all still know each other. You may say, hey, happy birthday, Merry Christmas, blah, blah, blah. But you're not doing that rocking like you were before. That's okay, though. And a lot of us are not okay with that. We think that we're doing a disservice or we're not being loyal to these people because it's like, oh, we're supposed to be friends so we ride and die and blah, 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 blah. You know, that's for some, but not for all. Some of your friends are, you know, when you was younger, you know, you used to do your little, you know, if you want to party and hang out, and, you know, you got those type of people. They're not sometimes when you grow up and you, and you get to know who you are and you start developing things and start getting into other things and they, they don't all go with you. You know, and a lot of us change and we, and we blossom and we, and we grow and, you know, we grow in Christ, you know, we all have paths, you know, and we grow in Christ and sometimes they don't grow with you on that level it's not like you saying i have to hate you i can't talk to you no you can still say hi to them don't be rude unless you know they do something dramatic to you then you need to cut them off you don't want to put no toxins in your life but if they just not in a level where you at in life just accept it and realize that's where they at and right now that's where they want to be but you don't have to stay with them and you don't have to entertain them but you could be cordial with them and say hi I had to learn that. That took me a while to learn that you don't have to be everyone's best friend. You don't have to be everybody's bosom buddy all the time. You could actually be associates with people. Or you could just be, oh, they like to do this. So I'll do that when they like to do that. Or, uh, you know, oh, they have this in, uh, hobby in common. You know, we do the hobby together, but we don't have to talk on the phone every day. You don't have to talk to everyone every day for them to be your friend. You know, we have a lot of friends in our lives, you know, the duration of our lives growing up together that, you know, I love them. I don't talk to them every day, but when I see them, it's like, whoa, what's up? How you been? Blah, 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 blah. You get it all out and then you don't see them again for another five years, you know, because we are from the same, if y'all been following us, y'all know that we've been friends since um, high school. So we have a lot of similar friends, friends we grew up with. And we don't see them every day, but every five years we have a class reunion and when you see them, it's like, yes, it's like 88 came back. It's like 88 is here. We all this melting pot. We all happy. See you in five years and we'll just keep up with each other on Facebook. And we do it again and we do it again. But that's okay, y'all, because in our lifetime, if you have family, friends, children, careers, there's only 24 hours a day. And there's no way, especially as we get older, it changes. Woo, it changes. When we were young, we had nothing to do. So we had nothing to do but hang out. But when you get older, those little precious hours of sleep, I value them. I only have a couple hours a day to do this, something for me. And a lot of that is sleep. <laughs> so daughter, so see, we did friendships, we did jobs. 
you want relationships. To there you go. You got that one. So relationships and uh, well, you have to know when it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> and you have you know, to know when it's time to go. <laughs> just like you outgrow friendships, sometimes you can outgrow relationships. Mm. And like Regina just said, it doesn't mean that you no longer care for the person. It's just time for you to exit stage left. There you go. And sometimes the um, it doesn't always have to be a bad relationship. It could be that everything is going well, except for the fact that you're growing apart. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes people stay in relationships because it's comfortable or because it's familiar. But mm. that doesn't mean it's healthy right. or that it's good. It's just mm -hmm. familiar. Some people stay because they don't want to start over. So they just stay where they are. There's no growth. There's no life. They're just there. And that's a situation where you really do have to know when it's time to go. And then if you are in a situation where the relationship is volatile, mm -hmm. then I can understand that it may not be that easy to just pick up and go or just get out, you know, depending on what you what resources you have some people have children involved and it's not that easy to just get up and go but at some point you do have to make a decision you mm -hmm. do have to make a decision and you have to do what's best for you and your family and also with that a lot of times people pray for god to remove people from their lives you know just please just get them out of my life and but the thing is god gives us free will and if that mm -hmm. person doesn't want to do if that person doesn't want to leave they're not leaving like you can't pray them away mm. they're gonna have to want to go away but the thing is if you don't want to be there then you can leave exactly you know what i mean or mm. even if if they're living with you then kick them out <laughs> if whoever it is male female it doesn't matter the thing is when you uh have when you say your prayers and you ask god for things you have to do some work behind those prayers like after you mm -hmm. pray you have to do something there has to be some action it's just like a student who is praying and asking god to help them you know pass a test but they don't study <laughs> they go work how how does how you how does that work that it doesn't work. Nope. You know, there's that saying prayer without works. No, without works nope. is dead. But still, you have to study to show yourself approved. You have to do something. Yeah, you do you do the impossible and he'll do the impossible. But yeah. you gotta do your part. God you're asking God to guide your steps and you're not even taking the first one. Mm-hmm. How where's he supposed to guide you? You're still sitting, you're not making any moves, you're not trying, you're not doing anything. And that's, I'm, I'm really talking to the people who just pray the same prayer over and over and over again and don't do anything different. I follow a comedian. Her name is Nik Nikita B. Mm -hmm. And she had a post on May 3rd. I'm, I'm saying today so you can find it. It was really a good video. She talked about the idea of, you know, saying the same prayer over and over again with no work or no action. But she said, just take the example of someone who wants to go further in their career or something like that. So they're mm -hmm. praying, asking God for connections, you know, new connections to meet new people. So she could, or he could go higher and bigger. 
but you don't talk to people. You don't even want to speak to people. Mm-hmm. You're not even approachable. So where's that prayer? What's that prayer supposed to do? You know, you're praying for God to get put you in these environments where these people can further your career, but you're not even pleasant. At some point, you have to start making some changes. Mm-hmm. And even if your prayer changes, actions still have to happen. That's like the, the single person who's praying for a husband, but um, they never leave the house. <laughs> that doesn't at, work. At some point, you have to, you know, once you figure out what your prayer is, what you really desire, you have to put some work behind it. God, please help me lose some weight. But you still eating the same crap you always do. <laughs> it, it, some things just don't work. You know what I mean? They just don't make sense. So when you're talking about relationships and it's time to go, you do have to pray about it because everybody's situation is not the same. Everybody, if you're living with a person, everybody's not able to just pick up and go. But once okay. you have made the decision that this relationship is over, then you need to start planning. You need to plan your exit. And start yeah. thinking about what you're going to do next. And I'm not, I'm not talking about just abusive relationships. Any relationship that's unhealthy needs to end. But you have to plan for it. You know, plan for that exit. Don't just stay because it's convenient. Mm-hmm. At some point, you have to choose you first. You have to choose you. Mm-hmm. And even when you talk about leaving, you could talk about even church. Some people are in churches and they stay there longer than they should because they have responsibilities. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe they're over certain ministries and they feel like, well, if I leave, who's going to do it? You know, it doesn't mean that you want to stay or you want to be there, but your concern is who will do it if I leave. But at some point you have to put yourself first. You especially if you're not getting fed in that place. Mm-hmm. You need to go someplace. You need to go to a church that's going to feed you where you're going to be happy. Believe me, those people will be okay. They'll find someone to do it. My mom used to tell me with that newspaper, she said, Donna, if you don't go in, the paper's still going to run. Mm-hmm. The paper will still run. You don't have to like kill yourself getting there every day because that's just my, that was just my work ethic. Even though I didn't like the place, it was my job. Mm-hmm. So I would go and I would feel so bad, you know, about taking days off. And But she would tell me, Donna, the paper's going to run. Even days when I was not feeling well, I didn't want to, just wanted to take a day off from school. You know, I'm a teacher. She said, Donna, those kids will be fine. <laughs> They'll be okay. Yeah. School is still going to run. <laughs> yeah, it will. It's the You're truth. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. And um, you had said a lot of good things And I wanted to go back on one About starting over Um, When you are in a relationship With anyone, even a friendship Or any kind of relationship You can't look at it as starting over That's where the mindset problem is right there Because you're using this word starting over You're actually in a situation That is not good You're not happy Just like Donna wasn't happy She was going to work crying every day so you rather go to work crying every day or you rather be in a situation that you crying every day at home because you're not happy because you're worrying about something of starting over. But you're in something that is not good. So if you balance out what's, what you already know you're going to have, it's just like a broken record. It's going to play the same record every day. 
when you went to work every day, the record played over and over again. Or there's a good chance that you could be in a, a better relationship or a better job over here. Now, the question or the problem lies is, is the unknown you're scared of. You're scared of the unknown and, and going out on faith and know that God got something better for you. Now, that means we got to do a little soul searching and find out what's going on in you. That if you're following the word of God and God tells you that he has you, he would never forsake you or forget, or forgive, I mean, or forget you. And he tells you that he's going to, he, your life will be in abundance and you're supposed to be happy. So if you're in your teachings and reading, you should know that what you're in is not good. And that's not of God. If it's, if it's doing you wrong every day, it's not of God. Right? So we got to kind of get to a point that we got to kind of say, okay, we need to start following the word that we've been reading all the time. A lot of us read and we go to church, we do all of this stuff, but we don't never apply what we learn. Because if we apply what we learn, half of the stuff we're going through, we will not be going through because it's already in the Bible stating what you're supposed to do in those situations. And I am, a, I, I got to put my hand up because I was one of those people. And sometimes I got to still check myself on a lot of this stuff. But I do understand it now. And I receive that the fact is, I'm going to follow his teachings because I got to trust that's going to work out. A lot of us, especially as we are women, get older and in relationships, we always got this thing because social media is and the, the, everybody's telling you the older you get, your chances is less and less to be able to get married or get a, a man or a woman or if you're, if you're a man. And, and that's not the case. That's not the case. If, if you are doing what you're supposed to do, you do your part, he's going to do his part. But one thing he's not going to bless is a bad situation that you're in. Yeah. If you're in an abusive situation or you're in a situation he's mentally abusing you or you're just in a situation that you know is not for you, you're so concerned about not being, being by yourself and somebody going to say, oh, you got no man. You're worrying about the wrong things. Those are the things you should not be worrying about because now you're worrying about pleading to other people mm -hmm. and you're in their misery because you're worrying about what they're saying. But think about it. You're in misery because you're worrying about what people are saying about you. That's where it comes down to. Because if it's really about you and you knew, let's say you was on the Delta Island with this person, right? You would drop, kick them in a minute because nobody's around you. You Nobody knows your business. You but like, look, just go on that side of the island. I'm going to go over here because you get on my nerves, right? Why can you do that with people around you? Because you're worrying about what other people think about you. And that's why you do what you do. So we got to really look at ourselves and look at our situations and look at the teachings that we've been following all this time in church. Apply, apply those teachings and you'll be able to see. It's not going to happen on your time. What we just talked about, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, not lean on your understanding. It's on his understanding. And his understanding is like so big. You not even, your mind is not even capable to even uh, to even soak in his understanding. And that's what we try to do. We try to soak in his understanding. And when they don't fall into our understanding, then all of a sudden we got we scared. We can't do it. You got to lean in and let him straighten up your crooked paths. The only way he's able to do that is you trust him. So you get out the relationship. You're single for a year or even two years. But you got to remember, he promised you. He promised it to you. It's going to be when he knows you're ready, not when you think you're ready. Right. That's the challenge. So I know this for a fact because that's what I'm doing. I'm doing that right now. And I know he promised me I was married before and I asked God, I want to get married again. But I wanted to get married the way that he described it and how I am and how I want him to be. And I got to be patient and wait on that. It's not going to happen when I want it to happen. It's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. Right. So...
Right. And, you know, sometimes we have to let go of the old so we can make room for the new. Yes. So Steve Harvey gave an example one time. I'm going to say that about the car, right? Yes, the car that was sitting in the driveway on cinder blocks. And his Mm -hmm. mom kept telling him, you know, you know, move the car. You need need to move the car. He was saying, you know, but he was also saying he wanted a new car. Mm -hmm. He wanted a new car. And he just would never move that car. It was sitting on cinder blocks. It couldn't even go anywhere. Mm -hmm. But when he finally moved the car, he ended up getting a new car. Because mom was like, well, where were you going to put it? (laughs) Even if you got it, where were you going to put it? it. Mm -hmm. He needed to move that car out of the driveway, off of the cinder blocks to make room for a new car. Sometimes you have to do that. Did I miss any parts of that story that you were thinking of? Well, no, no, no. You said it right. Well, you know, the only thing that he said was you can't, like you said, you cannot receive. That's showing that you don't trust. When you keep stuff around, you're showing him that you don't trust him. So he's going to say, well, until you trust me, I'm going to sit back and let you just go ahead and do this thing. So in the car scenario, he kept that car for some reason because there was something in him that didn't trust that he was going to get that new car. He said it, but he wasn't putting the work in to do it. So his mom was saying, you got to put the work in. So the work is removing the car because that takes work. You got to remove it off of center blocks. So that means you got to get somebody to pull. You got to get it done. You got to clean the driveway. You know, you got to do all of this work. So he didn't want to do the work, but he wanted the car. You can't do do it without doing the work. So that was the problem. That was part of it that he was talking about is doing the work, showing him that you trust him doing what you got to do and then you got to make room to receive new that a lot of times people in these relationships they don't want to wait they want to go from one end to right into another one you know they always got somebody in the wings they'll before they break up with somebody they always friends with someone else they always got someone else they talking to well we ain't doing that we just talking but they always prepping for the next man because they can't be by themselves so they gotta you know that's dangerous because you're telling you're telling if you if you did your work, if I saw you coming, I'll say the first thing is that first of all she doesn't she doesn't love herself because she don't know who she is. She's scared of who she is because she don't want to be by herself because she don't want to be with herself, and that's dangerous because that means you're, you're you're asking this man to supply all this to you. Yeah, so like that even you know goes what we goes back to what we said before with the Steve Harvey in the car. Mm-hmm. You can't pray and then do nothing. Nope. You know it's like he couldn't ask for a car and then not make room for it. That's so, right. guys, you know, I'm so glad you were able to join us. Um, we we love being here with you. If you would, we are on a couple of social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And um, we always leave you with something to think about. And so the takeaway for me today is just that, uh, and I actually got this from my cousin because we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And he says, sometimes your comfort zone is your conflict zone. Mm. And when that becomes the case, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. Just because it's comfortable, if there's conflict, you can't stay there. Regina, do you have anything to add to the takeaway? And make room for what you're asking for. Make room for what you're asking for. And that means to, to do the work. That means to receive. And for you to understand that sometimes you've got to let go to receive new. And that'll be my word. And that's it. So until next time, you know, please tune in um, to us, the Christian chat. 
and we'll be here every week for you. So until next time. Be blessed, everybody. We love you. God bless.